This is a homebrew podcast. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Homebrew. I'm the DM, Grant Milky, and I'm here with Austin Brady. Zaldwin, the lost astronaut. Cody Smith. Carl Goss, the intergalactic radio host. John Cayley. Nivitz Pozu. And last but not least, Tyrell Nye. Heavy Arms Oliver, the gutter rat brawler. In our last session, the crew met for the first time ever at the neutral scrapping colony of Prosperity Bay. While Carl was trying to get some information from Zaldwin on the mission ship Oasis, Brother Maynard from the church came to them desperate for help. Jaden, word of the famous vid evangelist Cardinal Jean-Paul, had gone missing, supposedly looking for a lost ruin in the ship graveyard. On their way to the docks to find the missing children, or perhaps plant some trees, a group they later identified as Enders attacked them on the street, and Agatha Hawk, the dragonborn bounty hunter, assisted them. Quickly realized they might be headed in the same direction, and Agatha decided to tag along. After renting a skiff and being warned that the ship graveyard was prone to monster attacks at night, the group set off and sure enough was accosted by two giant lizard monsters. They managed to escape and locate what Oliver identified to be a large cloaked object in the far reaches of the ship graveyard. And here we are now with three cyborg wolves made from a mix of metal and human flesh attacking the party. I believe we left it with a freeze frame of this terrifying metal wolf descending on Oliver who was fully cocked back ready to defend himself uh and we're gonna get right into it so everybody roll initiative all right that is a seven for zeldwin carl got a nine holy moly i'm ready to go 21.14 for heavy arms did say you were cocked i always uh any campaign um where i don't use the feet alert i always wish that i had it like next one High initiative. People sleep on getting good initiative, for sure. It's a the building block for a lot of my builds is to have that alert feat so that I can go with that high initiative. And sure enough, Oliver, you are first, and there is a wolf coming at you. All right. Yeah, I'm already mid. I'm in mid swing on this boy, so I'm just gonna get right to the business, and I'm gonna hit him with. Wait, first I need to. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 So I'm gonna swing. A swing again. I am in my overcome mode. Oliver, that attack, the second attack, just breaks this thing apart and like a mix of like human teeth and like the human hand that's one of its paws kind of like falls to the ground and then just metal shatters everywhere and scatters behind you. I just kind of huff like <laughs> and this get ready to move. Well, I do move to the next target. That wolf is going to take a bite at you, Oliver, for 21 damage. Or for 21, it does dead. 9 damage. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> 9 damage to you. And it is going to silently, almost creepily, as it bites into your arm, all you hear is just the, the gears and the metal moving, but it doesn't really growl or make any sort of, like, wolfish noises. Carl. I'm going to take special aim I'm going to use my enhanced focus or uh, my enhanced targeting, I mean. No, wait, I'm, that's the wrong one anyway. I want to do my enhanced attack where I can um, add my dice to the damage that I roll. So I'm going to shoot my Glock. No, 
shit, I shouldn't have wasted all that time because I missed. <laughs> I rolled a nine. It glances off its uh, a metal part of this wolf. Any movement, Cody? Uh, I'm going to back up a little bit. Um, back over here by Zaldwin. So we've got Zaldwin and Cody kind of in the back with Oliver between the wolves and them. Uh, this other wolf runs forward and leaps at Agatha, and she's able to deftly dodge out of the way, and the DM is able to remember to put her into initiative because she is definitely here, and she is going to strike back at this wolf. She brings her cool steampunk rifle that she has on her back and just right in its face lets a blast off and rolls a 26, and this wolf is jarred backwards. And Zaldwin, you're up. Uh, Zaldwin and Hermes are going to um, start dashing up towards uh, where Oliver is. Not the dash action, just moving, just running very fast. And one of the energy swords is going to drop out of Zaldwin's sleeve and blast forward this this hot heat. And Hermes is right over the shoulder. And Zaldwin is going to uh, strike at the wolf that is closest to Oliver. Uh, that is a 13 to hit. 13 hits. Uh, and that is seven radiant damage and one sneak attack damage. Womp. You slice some of the flesh from the side of this cyborg wolf. And then over my shoulder, uh, Hermes is going to, to pop around my head and then just douse this boy in fire. These wolves stink. Do they stink? In what way? Yeah. Like, do they do they have a distinct smell of rot or any other type of smell? Roll medicine. It's a six to hit, so I don't don't think that the that Hermes hits. Does not hit. Uh, Oliver, you as you see the flesh kind of being cut into, and you are able to with a twelve realize that no, this flesh is not rotting. Is what I will give you. Hermes also has flyby, so I'm going to use the rest of his movement to to back out of the way of this this wolf. Absolutely. Oliver. The arm that he bit into, I immediately lift above my head and smash him back down into the ground. Uh, 17 and a 9. The 17 just smushes this thing, and nuts and bolts clatter into the sand, and... Carl, one wolf remains, and Agatha is scrapping with it. I'm going to prepare another enhanced attack as a 12. A 12 does not hit. Oof. Just miss it. Still roll your cybernetic dice so we know if it is spent or not. Okay. So you rolled a 4, so since it's not a 6, that one is spent. All right. Um, and this wolf is just going to continue biting at Agatha, and she's just, I mean, she's just has this thing's number. She's able to deftly bat its face away. These... What are these? These are so fucking creepy. Blows the leg off of this thing. She does seven damage to it. Sparks flying everywhere. There's just like flesh hanging off of it. Zaldwin looks to be on its last leg. (laughs) Zaldwin is going to uh, very uh, choreography-esque dance around Agatha here and bring the blade straight into uh, that is a 24 to hit and that is seven radiant damage and two sneak damage how do you kill this thing um i think that it's it's clashing with agatha 
and as I run by, I, I have the sword pointed out the back of my hand, and I just run it uh, across its entire length, uh, splitting it, like much like a hoagie sandwich. <laughs> awesome. I'm starting to imagine... <laughs> I'm starting to imagine Zaldwin as uh, if an alien insect would have been in the breakfast club. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Except he's simultaneously all of them. Like, he's kind of a dork. (laughs) Kind of brutal. He's a little sporty, you know? Like, he likes to be popular. He's just like if you crammed all the Breakfast Club into one gross... It's the hideous amalgamation of all of them being combined. (laughs) This wolf falls over in two pieces. What the hells are these things? Ed, looks like... Hmm. We can wait about that later. We need to go get those kids. Oh, those kids are dead. Kids. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. I, it's, maybe maybe we're in over our heads a little bit. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> well, speaking of over our heads, Oliver, weren't you talking about something floating in the air over there somewhere? Yeah, smoke behind the camouflage. You are very close to the source of the smoke. And you're close enough to uh, anyone who looks close enough, you can start to see like some shimmers and some like inconsistency where the uh, cloaking field likely would be. And you do get the sense that this is a large area, you know, football field sized kind of cloaking field that you're up in front of. But uh, I mean, you're pretty much the, the wolves seem to have come out of that. Are there any, uh, can, can I investigate the wolves to see if there's any, um, I mean, I split that one in half. Is there any, like, boy chunks <laughs> inside of him? Uh, roll right. medicine. Could I roll, like, arcana to see how these things are put together? Absolutely. That is a 13 on medicine. So, uh, same as Oliver with the 13, they definitely aren't rotting, which knee-jerk would be that this is fresh flesh, nothing to indicate age or anything to that effect. Carl, uh, inspecting the... You've got a 17 on your arcana, and as you look at these things, they look to be welded together, and you see uh, they don't have, like, a digestive system, per se. They are, you know, four legs, body, head, teeth. And with the 17, I'll also say it almost looks, as you look from wolf to wolf, you almost get, like, this versioning theory starting to go in your head where it looks like the the wolf that Zaldwin split in half looks like a little more like a wolf. It has more like features. It has more you know, dents and bends and such that would make it look a little bit more realistic. Uh, but it is purely technology and computer chips and metal. It is not arcane so to speak. Mm, very strange. These things seem to be put together in some sort of strange fashion. Well, what what other kind of fashion would put flesh in metal? I mean, no offense, heavy arms. Yeah, well, heavy arms is in a pretty normal fashion. That's what I mean. He's more uh, what I'd expect. We gotta push forward, I feel. I'm really worried about those kids. Uh, and, and Zaldwin starts moving towards the, the Shimmer. Okay, uh, how are you guys proceeding exactly? You'll see Agatha has her rifle drawn. She is moving kind of slowly and stealthily. I'm going to give her a stealth check. And she steps through the glimmer after you, Zaldwin. How are you guys proceeding here? I uh, 
look at heavy arms and say, uh, well, are we going to try the sneaky approach? Wait, you know what I... No. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Oh, well then, I guess we're on our way. Everyone give me a perception check as you step through this glimmer. Oh, that is a nat one for your boy as Alduin. I got a 19 on perception. I got a 21 total on my perception. <laughs> Zaldwin, everyone has like disappeared and uh, you realize, oh, you know, I didn't step all the way through it and lost the party. Look in the wrong direction. You're able to bring it to bear though. Uh, Oliver and Carl. Carl, you crit your stealth check and then got a 19 on perception. Uh, 21 perception for Oliver. You guys see in front of you the wreckage of a large cruise-style ship. Across the side of it is the word Lathander, stenciled on the side of the ship. It is a Terran Command ship. Uh, it looks to be you know, maybe 10 or 15 years old. There are little bits of metal all around. Carl, you're able to kind of direct people, you know, to hide behind a smaller chunk of metal so that no one is seen. Uh, and you look over the scene, you see a porthole on this spaceship, uh, specifically over to your east. You see two figures looking through the porthole and they, uh, you can't quite make out their, their faces, but they're waving their arms. Uh, you can't hear them because they're, they're inside the ship, but uh, you definitely are picking up on some panic. You also, Oliver, you catch just the tiniest movement between the two main chunks of the ship where it has been broken in half. You just see the smallest bit of movement. Even with that perception check, you just are physically incapable of making it out in the sand and in the the dark. But you do know that there's something else in the shadows out there. Uh, And then you see four more of these wolves sitting around what initially looks to be like a campfire but upon closer inspection campfire has also been crafted out of metal it is not burning it looks more like a statue than it does an actual campfire and there is a cloaked figure that is sitting uh his hands are draped over his knees he is tall and he is looking at the campfire, almost like one would expect a normal adventurer to sit in front of a campfire. And four of these wolves are sitting with him. Uh, none; These wolves are not made of flesh at all. They are metal. And you can see that, again, Carl kind of confirms your version theory that one of these is just like four pieces of metal as legs with no joints and then like a body and two sharp pieces of metal and then it gets more complex as you see the different wolves uh and then lastly you see a skiff that is smoldering smoke rising up through the cloaking field to where you see it disappearing now from inside that's a hefty ass description can catch all that yeah uh heavy arms uh turns to carl and says Boss, it doesn't look like those are our only targets out there. I can't see much in the dark, but there's something moving out behind them. Hmm. Well, everyone, be on your guard. This guy is probably the one who made those creepy flesh wolves. I could have... I could. We can shoot a flare over there if we need to. Lighten the place up. You know, ring the dinner bell. Not a bad idea. I don't like the connotation behind the dinner bell. It sounds like 
we're gonna get eaten. Just saying. Well, yeah, as, when Zaldwin says that, uh, little servo arms begin to pop out on my arm and repair the damage that was done by the previous wolf as I get ready to, uh, fight if he tries to throw a flare. Those two figures looking through the porthole that are inside the Lathander, I mean, they're, like, going crazy. Like, all, all but banging on the porthole trying to get your attention. Wave. Uh, did you point those? Those? Yeah. They are in the... Uh, so there's two main chunks of the Lathander here. There's the, the front half, and then there's the back half. The back half is to your east, and that's where you see uh, those two figures. Quick question. How tall is this piece of scrap we're hiding behind? Um, I'd say, like five feet off the ground so you guys can pretty much get full cover if you are healed behind it or if you're a gnome you can get more than full cover and we're not able to make out at all what the figures trying to get our attention the portholes look like right if you want to really look at them give me one more perception check it's a small porthole you know what i mean and there's like it looks like there's like two people kind of like crowding into this little window and like pushing each other and trying to trying to get your attention no, it's just, I mean, this thing is dusty and CND, and there's definitely people in there, and they're definitely trying to get your attention, but you can't make them out. Okay. The uh, figure with the wolves directly in front of you starts to, like, prod at the metal campfire with a stick, as if he is stoking <laughs> it. The stick is also a robot. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Do y'all have my back here? Just, I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do it. And uh, Zaldwin, like, pops over the, the piece of metal uh, and he starts uh, moving towards the guy, kind of signaling to like stay for everybody to stay back for now just like get ready to spring kind of hand signals sure, a little bit of this almost immediately the wolves get up uh, and some more gracefully than others start to walk towards you you imagine they would be snarling if they made any noise, but uh, it's very silent. The one that doesn't have any joints just like lumbers towards you, squeaking the whole way. The figure in front of the campfire stands up, slowly puts his hood back over his shoulders, and you see that he is also a robot. He's also made of metal, and he is very well carefully crafted to have the features of an elf and he calls out to you in elvish do you speak elvish zaldoin i do not does anyone understand what he is saying i speak elvish he is saying to turn back you cannot rest here i uh relay that information to zaldoin hey zaldoin hey whoa whoa calm down come back he's saying we're not we're not welcome he sees the rest of you when you call out, Carl, and pushes his cloak away over his shoulder, and you see a large metallic longbow, and he doesn't draw it or pull it up as if he's going to attack you, but he does take a more threatening stance. Z- Zalduin is going to take uh, one of the energy swords and just set it down on the ground in front of him and put his hands up and... He's going to try to say in... Going to try to say in Infernal that he means no harm, that he's just here to recover something small, and then we'll uh, we'll be out of your hair. He seems to look past you, Zaldwin, to where Carl is. Uh, Does not... You would guess he does not understand you. 
Um, I step forward and I'm like, we are travelers. We've come from the nearby settlement. We have people that are lost, children. Have you seen them? Stops for a long moment. Says, I can't remember the last, in Elvish still, I can't remember the last time I saw children. And then he kind of snaps back out of it and he just says, you, you must go. You cannot stay here. Uh, what, what's he saying? He's just saying we gotta leave. Ask him about the people in the porthole, boss. Hey, I don't, I, don't, don't, don't ask him about the porthole people. <laughs> Maybe don't ask him. Bug guy said no. Hmm. Well, what, what did, did he say anything about the kids? Said it's been quite a long time since he's seen some children. Okay. But he also we're... thinks that metal piles of fire. Well, it, it might be a fire. Does it look like a fire? Oliver, give me a perception check. More and more distracted as this goes on. Everything is perfectly fine. (laughs) Zaldwin, I'm going to have you roll just a DC 5 deception check. Just want to make sure your eyes aren't giving away that there are people in his ship too much. Perfect. That is a 16. Uh, As time goes on, uh, he takes a step forward. His bow is now... You know, he's got both of his hands on it. He takes a step forward and addresses you, Carl, again. And he says, you must go. I defend this place and I will see no more bloodshed here. What's what's he saying? He says that, well, he says he defends this place and he doesn't want any more bloodshed. But I... We're, we're not attackers. We don't want to be attackers. Friend, friend, we're not here to fight you, um... We're on a search and rescue mission, maybe a tree planting mission. Trees. <laughs> he looks off into the distance. <laughs> I remember trees. I like trees. Now, you seem like you're willing to talk. Um, I'm the only one of us that speaks this language. Do you speak any other languages? I I don't think I do. I I don't remember. I I remember trees. My name's Carl. Do you have a name? He looks off into the distance again. He, he he seems very aggravated by that question. He seems to be thinking very hard. Uh-oh. I pissed him off, guys. Go. You must go. You must go now. And he pulls an arrow out. He doesn't draw, but he has knocked his bow. Boss, and the servos in my arms start slowly winding up. Uh... Any any ideas, guys? What's uh, going on? If it's gonna start jumping up over this wall, Agatha. I mean, couldn't we just leave and sneak around in the other side? Or do is this our problem? Mm, we're not experts, stealth. Um, I I much rather I much rather work with this guy than deceive him and have things be worse for ourselves. Guy seems like a stretch. I. I mean, you saw those wolves had flesh. That was concerning. He seems to be um, upgrading his wolves, if that's what we want to call them. Well, if we stay here, it's going to turn into a bloody fight, I'll tell you that much. I guess I might be onto something with walking away. Ask him if he's honorable? I mean, if we can play to this guy's cards, maybe we can jog his, you know... I don't know. He seems real confused. 
I'll try one more time, guys, but if I jog his memory too much, he, uh, I reminded him about trees, and he got pretty upset about the trees. I, I can befriend him, but I don't know if he will lack the way that I befriend him. Uh, I'm telling Agatha, you. Agatha goes, do not hug that man, Zaldwin. No. Zaldwin, man. Most people don't survive my level of augmentation. That dude's got a metal head. I'm up to try anything, but just remember, he's liable to shoot you. Then I'll have to kill him. Can uh, Zaldwin cast Charm Person? Oh. Ooh, okay. It does so with advantage of viewer or companion. You're not fighting it. Okay. So a charmed creature can attack the charmer or target the charm charmer with harmful abilities or effects. Perfect. And that is going to be a uh, wisdom saving throw. What is your save, Zaldoin? Oh, They're fuck. Mean. Oh, yes. He crit fails. Person is such a scary spell that I've always want to use, but also don't ever want to use because they know you cast. They specifically like they know that you did it. When the spell ends, the creature knows he was charmed by you. And so many things will just be mad at you or try to kill you once that happens. So he, um, as you start to cast the spell, you get scared for a moment. Like he's got reflexes you know like he almost has the bow drawn just in the amount of time it takes you to encant this but then his head cocks and he puts his bow down and he just says oh have you come back for me Arl? <laughs> what what what's he say he asked if we came back for him uh we're we're friendly uh zaldwin's going to him, yeah lie to him to to, to uh, how, how do i how do i say I don't even know. How do we say we're here to relieve you of your duty mm. in Elvish? How do I say that? I relay that. I say we're here to relieve you of your duty. He is taken aback again. Same twitch as when you asked his name. Looks a little wild. He loses kind of the, the Elvish composure and looks more robotic for a moment. Then, then what is my purpose? Where do I go? Oh, now he wants another job. Hmm. Well, tell him to go east. He's supposed to go hunt down those giant lizards in the desert. That's good. Well, I was going to say go east till you find water. That's good. Uh, hmm. Well, first you're supposed to tell us everything you know. Yeah, g- give us like a captain's log. Do you have a black box? Another twitch. And Carl, give me an insight check. Try luck here. <laughs> I pushed it too far. Oh, God. I got it, too. Oh, no. Yeah, so this is totally fine, and you should probably continue this line of questioning. Hell yeah. Um, (laughs) Another twitch, uh, and he seems to just be struggling with this new information. I'm I'm not the captain, but where is is the captain? He wants to know where the captain's at. Where is everyone? Tell him you're the captain now. What happened? (laughs) Well, I was hoping you could tell me that. Um... If my duty is over, where do I go? There's a city nearby called... He, he could defend the city. There's a city nearby called Prosperity Bay. We could give you a ride. Just for clarification, you are translating everything he's saying... Into Elvish, yeah. And then back to you, yeah. yeah. Just making sure that we're, we're included in this. Oh, definitely. That's It's kind of awkward, but he seems to be... Uh, Seems to be okay with it so far, except for all the odd twitching. I don't know what that's all about. Well, I 
don't think we should actually offer to take them back with us, seeing how that spell will wear off eventually, and I don't think he'll be quite happy with it. Hmm. I also think he's defective. I think our best option is to either send him away or get him to go get himself killed. Yep. Well, what about what if we get him fixed? I am intrigued by the options of his history. Ooh, that is true. I'd like to interview him for my show, but he doesn't seem to know much. He seems hurt, and we gotta do something. Well, he is a robot, I think. I don't think he knows that, though. I don't think he's a construct. I think he was something else, and how that. Hmm. You did say you thought perhaps he was augmented. That's an interesting concept. Well, the spell probably will wear off soon, so what do you think? Basilisk hunting mission? I think that'd probably be for the best. That or see if... Wait, how long has it been since we've cast the spell? I look at my digital watch. Uh, the spell lasts, lasts an hour, and we've been talking for probably only like seven minutes. We got plenty of time. Well, we can either send him after the basilisk, or maybe try to have him lead the way for a little bit, and then send him hunting. But I regress. I digress. Uh, a- ask him what he's protecting here. Maybe, maybe that will help. What are you protecting, my friend? This ship. This is a Terran ship. You're an elf. Looks off into the distance again. Just my, my friends, my, my crew, the, the ship. Hmm. Permission to come aboard? Permission to come aboard? Nivets, does that look like a elven skiff? I can't really tell. It looks like a commercial model to me. The skiff mm-hmm. doesn't. The skiff looks like the hundreds of other ones that you would have seen at Prosperity Bay. I mean, they are pontoon boats. I think is how Oliver described them, and that is very apt. They don't uh, have builds per se. The ship itself, the cruiser here, is Terran uh, Lathander. Though, uh, if anyone wants to give me a history check, I can do that. I rolled a nineteen on the history check. Fancies. They come to the conclusion together. You guys are great. You would see that the the Lathander specifically is not necessarily a normal name for a Terran ship. This is a Terran model, but uh, Terran ships tend to be more words and ideals, freedom, liberty, spirit, just a car, justice, things like that. Lathander does strike you as as not a normal Terran name, and it would be outside the realm of possibility that this ship was rebuilt or uh, sold or something to that effect. It is not. It, it's not uncommon for the builds of ships to be piloted by other people. So I wouldn't go too far down that the build of the ship. I wouldn't rabbit trail on that too hard. I see. Right. Uh, how, how does he respond to permission to come aboard? Um, assuming Carl relays that, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't say anything, but he does at this point put his bow away and puts his hood back up, and his wolves take back his side. And Oliver, I'm gonna give you one more perception check. You see that little bit of movement in the shadows between the two pieces of the ship, but you are unable to make it out. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. There's something there in between the ships. Oh. <laughs> Shadow people. Uh, Zaldwin is going to uh, kick his sword back up into his sleeve uh, and start moving around. Well, roll performance if you're going to be cool about it. Okay. 
That's a 10 on my performance. It's adequate. Like, you get it up in the air, and, like, you kind of miss where you're trying to get it, but you're able to still, like, catch it and everything. Uh, He does uh, sit back where he was sitting. He puts his hands back on his knees. His wolves kind of uh, gather back around him, and he motions with one hand towards the lavender. Zalduin is going to reach out to a point here and cast Minor Illusion uh, and grow, like, make it obvious that it's an illusion, but uh, he's going to grow a small tree up out of the sand and it's going to make it sparkle. Looks over his shoulder and then stops for a long time and then stands up, picks up the piece of metal he was sitting on and sets it in front of the tree and just sits back down, just like he was in front of the fire, but in front of the tree. Zaldwin's going to point to his chest and say in common, like, friend, and nod. Perfect. Oliver, as you approach the uh, part of the Lathander here, it becomes apparent in the dark uh, as you get closer. uh, The ship did not break apart. The the cuts are clean. Something that would have been done with uh, some type of, like, welding device or some type of blowtorch or something to that. And it looks like things have been kind of taken apart. As you round that corner, you do see human remains and it's not it is almost the same as the ship they look like they have been cut up there is a lot of blood the organs look to have been kind of discarded off to the side but the bones are being kind of like lined up and there is flesh and pieces of people human uh and oliver you see a small robot the size of like a dog with six little metal legs and two pincher arms and a uh, kind of like a video device that's sprouting out of its back that it's looking around with like it's an eye uh, sees you and just skitters away under some of the wreckage. Boss, there was a little one and we got bodies. These cuts are clean. Scrappers? I don't know. Getting creepy. This is strange. I mean... How fresh? Uh, can I roll a medicine? Sure. Six. I want to see how fresh the remains that I'd seen were. Yeah, it doesn't take a medical degree to see that this is pretty fresh. I mean, there's blood dripping. Yeah, okay. Our boys did, might be did. dead. I can't tell. They're too torn apart. I also oh, don't know God. what they look like, so could be anyone. That could be anyone's remains. I mean, did that guy have a sword? Did he have anything that would make these types of cuts? As far as I know, he just had a bow. It was like a, was like a spider dog. Oh, the guy, I don't think the guy did this. Like a spider dog back here, though. A little eyeball on top. Skittered off. I assume there's another hardy here. Hmm. Let's let's move forward. Um, because I don't know if we're going to be able to make it back and, and pass that guy the other way around. If he, he comes to and he's mad, I don't... I want to... Yeah, find another exit. Let's go. Okay, you... Enter the half of the Lathander where the porthole where you saw the movement in there. As you walk down the hallway, you do see blood and you do see that there was some type of uh, fight here. And you get to the door where you estimate where you saw the uh, people and you hear a banging on the door. And you see that this door, something has started to go to work on it. There is little like blowtorch 
on the ground. There's like all sorts of like sharp objects and hammer. It just looks like someone was trying to go through this door and you hear banging on the door from the inside. Hello? You hear a voice from inside. Like, is is that is that you guys from outside? Are you are you okay? Gotta yeah, gotta yeah. get me out of here. Can can you unlock it? Is there a lock on the other side? Oh, uh, you hear another voice. Uh, well, I kind of, I think I jammed it. Uh, I don't, I, I don't really know how to get it open now. But uh, I had to save this little kid, and uh, the kid's like, "Wait, you didn't, you didn't save me at all? What are you?" It's like, "Oh, could, you guys are just gonna have to kind of help us from out there." Like, is is there a, a vent? What's the name of the boy that we're looking for? Forgot. Jaden. Jaden. Yeah. Uh, is Jaden in there? Uh, yeah, I think that's the Brett. Yes, yes, I'm Jaden. All right, Jaden, are there any vents going into adjacent rooms from from where you're at? Want me to open this door? Uh, hmm. Think you could get it? Yeah. Um, I think so, but they're they're covered in in metal. I don't know how I'd get them. Don't know how I'd get them open. I mean, I'll, Oliver, if we blast this door open, is, is that guy gonna? snap out of it? Is he gonna be upset that we're fucking up the shit more? Or are we gonna alert whatever, cut up those those other things? Uh, is that gonna be an issue? Did you guys are my friends out there? Did you guys see anyone else? Jake, you gotta <laughs> listen to my voice, you gotta stay calm, okay? Okay. Can't have you falling apart on me, alright? Why would I fall apart? What does that mean? Shut up and listen. Okay. <laughs> I need you to concentrate, okay? I'm concentrating. All right, who is the guy with you? Uh, this is Ray. He's like, oh, I'm just a... Uh, I, I was just trying to keep these your, kids... Your name. Your name. My name's my name's Raymond. Huh. And you see Agatha nods and pulls her rifle down. All right. Zeldon's going to put, like, a, a finger to his, his you know, what would be call, called a mouth. Mandibles? Uh, mandibles. <laughs> ma- mandibles. And, uh, like, whispers over to Agatha, If we play this cool, we can get your guy and not freak out the kid. We just need to get everybody out of here. I mean, what are say? they going to run to? What was that? Nothing. We're just trying to figure out how to get you out. Okay. 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 Yep. I say we Stay do calm. Quick and- Stay cool. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye on the, the metal guy that attacked us from here, and I'll tell you if he moves, okay? Okay. Thank you. Is there a way that you can peel this open? Like, Jaws of Life are slow. Could you, like, peel it open slowly but strongly? Uh, I mean, give me insight, guys. Well, actually, yeah. just Oliver, because he's the only one that saw the... Yes, 18. <laughs> good DMing, Grant. Uh, 18 on the insight. Uh, Oliver, you think you could probably get through this door pretty easy. As you look around, you think that the time that whatever struggle was happening was just... It was that little spider robot trying to get in and you think it would probably take him time to get through it and he probably couldn't get any of his bigger tools in here so to speak and he just has like a little blowtorch there but you think you could probably take this door if you had to in like a bar fight you could probably take him i mean i didn't want to you know show off another ability i have or anything at this point (laughs) or um there's also a control panel nearby carl oh is there power at all can we produce power I will piggyback on your 18 insight. The cloaking field is active, so there is oh, yeah, some yeah. power here. 
Alright, well, either I punch this thing down, or boss makes the door open. Seems like there's power. Uh, let's take a crack at the panel. I don't know, I rolled intelligence, I got a 14. I wasn't really thinking about it. No, it's okay. Do you have any tools or anything? I do have, um, thieves tools and tinkers tools. Okay, so with the tinkers tools and the 14, uh, the prof- if you're proficient with those, that yeah. would at least take you over a 15, which is the DC. So you are able to open that door. Oh, nice. It slides open. The first thing you see is a portly looking human. He looks like he's about 30. He has a bald head and a black goatee. He's wearing a Terran Command flight suit. And it's really obviously like skin tight and not his. Okay. He is breathing kind of heavily. He has a laser cutter in his left hand and he has a laser pistol in the other. Jaden turns around from looking out the porthole and I actually want to create Jaden together, guys. He's a major character, so I just want to play around with this and if it sucks, we won't do it again. But um, he is a boy as of now. We can change that pretty easily Um, and he's young is the thing you can't change and I have obviously set some of his backstory. He is the ward of the vid evangelist cardinal jean paul but yeah i just kind of want to go down the line and i want to bring this npc to life a little bit so tj what race is Jaden? let's go with i'd like i liked the elf out there let's go with elf elf okay full full elf full elf so he is then you know more slender we're gonna make him a little taller do you want to uh take his description austin what does he low color his hair what color his eyes how does he how's he carrying himself yeah i think that he probably has more of a bookish look to him i'm thinking like a a, a darker skin like either close cropped hair or like maybe even just like thin braids going back um probably like big oversized like harry potter glasses i like the glasses it's a great touch big round lenses and how do you think he's like acting right now in this moment of extreme stress austin is he excited is he nervous is he terrified is he determined how 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 is he carrying himself in this moment i think he's scared but maybe more inquisitive than scared perfect carl what class is Jaden? oh he's got a class he's got a class um what class and what is he carrying carrying something as well we already know he's like a some sort of history buff right right so he's a history you buff. don't know that you can make him that but you don't I know guess, that. yeah he definitely is affiliated with the um televangelists so let's say he's um a cleric a young cleric in training because boy do we need a healer <laughs> he immediately casts a healing spirit and everyone's full um <laughs> wow what does he not <laughs> what um what so i mean he's he's picked up some type of you know he has some type of weapon or you know something you know what is he what's he carrying what is he brandishing what's he have on his back like what what type of equipment do you want to give him hmm. well he's just a kid so probably nothing too crazy um, yeah, machine gun no um he's probably got some kind of like a um what do you call those, like a stun, like a stun baton thing that he found in the ship somewhere? That's perfect. I love that. Nivets, what, um, <laughs> what is alignment? Oh, okay. chaotic evil is off the table. <laughs> I was like, he's a cleric now, so crap. 
Let's go with uh, go with lawful good. Ooh, okay. Oh yes, like it. Lawful good's fun to play. Okay. Do any of you want to add anything to our little elven friend? Obviously, we'll kind of flesh him out as we hope oh, he's gonna die. Next thing we know, of course, because that's yeah. how these things go. But cool. Well, we have our uh, we have Jaden. He is. I need to refresh myself on the age of elves because I think a like 16 year old elf is like a literal infant so i can't have him be the age i thought he was he's probably the second oldest out of our i think elves age to flight maturity just like a little bit longer than humans but you are right yeah so he is still 16 he's an elf he's got the harry potter glasses and he's got some kind of uh short brown hair with thin braids that go back uh he's wearing a traditional kind of church garb that you would see like a younger member of the church wearing and he has a a metal stun baton by his side and he just he runs up to you guys and he's like thank you we we have to we have to we have to save my friends we've been stuck in here for hours and roll insight everybody that is a 10 for zeldwin five i rolled an 18 for carl six for nibbits Carl, you clock Agatha uh, taking a peek at her tablet and she raises her rifle. She cocks it and she is starting to step forward into view. Oh, yeah. This is our friend Agatha. She's here with Raymond, we brought you a savior as well. I forgot. Raymond sees her. He's like, what the the fuck's going on? Agatha's like, Rayburn Drowry, I have a bounty on your head and you are coming with me. He looks super freaked out. He grips his pistol and he says, "Oh, I don't, I, I don't, my, I don't know what you're talking about. My name's Raymond." And Agatha just laughs and starts to pull out some manacles from her pack. Before he can say anything, he tries to push past you and dart down the hallway. Does anybody stop him? Zeldwin's gonna try to. Zeldwin's just gonna trip him. Just gonna stick his foot out. Okay. Roll. Uh, let's just do contested acrobatics, I suppose, for that. Acrobatics. Ooh. Nice. That is a 22. There is no possible way for him to pass that. So he he falls, and Agatha. Sorry, my kit is attacking my headset. Uh, he falls, and Agatha starts to apprehend him. While that is happening Zelda- in the hallway. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say Zeldwin's going to turn to uh, Jaden and kind of be like, listen, okay, I know you don't know us. I know that you barely know that guy, but we're trying to get you back to, what's his name? Brother Brother Maynard? Yeah. Yeah, Brother brother Maynard. We we were sent by Brother Maynard. We're going to get you safe. Yeah, I... We're... We we have to help my friends, and I can't I can't leave yet. But yes, yes, absolutely. Where are your friends? You didn't see them? Unfortunately, no. No, not all of them. I mean, I saw them. I think most likely. And, and now, Jaden, look look at me. We saw parts of them, but no, don't scream, don't scream. Just keep what? keep what? your focus on me. Shut up, focus. Okay. Oh, Do you want to be parts? Do you want to be parts, Jaden? see this kind of like resolve settle into him and he says i told them they shouldn't come with me oh god i'm so sorry oh god and he it's sits okay down. No, 
and he Focused. has a good little cry. It's okay. Uh, Zalduin's definitely gonna like kneel down and like you know wipe, wipe his tears and everything. Feel like Zalduin is just trying to keep him together to get out here, and then like sending this kid directly to therapy. <laughs> what <laughs> you are get those? you out of here and talking to somebody? What are those things? Is that is that part of the ruins? I have no idea what those things are. I was hoping our elf friend out there would explain it, but he was pretty coy about the whole thing. I, I think he might be just as much of this place as he is anything else. I think he's part of the ship at this point. At this point, uh, you hear Agatha in the hallway. She drags this protesting man. She's like, oh. I can explain. This is all just a big misunderstanding. Like, you guys gotta get me out of here. Agatha just says, well, I think we need to be off. We need to get back to the skiff so we can start repairing it. And Jaden says, what? We we can't leave yet. I I haven't I haven't found the ruins yet. And he looks at you guys and he says, I, we, we can't go yet. If we go now, then all of this was for nothing. We can't go yet. Well. I have money. I uh, my 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 uncle Cardinal Jean Paul he he can pay you guys. I just I just need your help. Just we're here. I'm so close. Do you have any evidence of these ruins? Yes, of course. And he pulls I mean, out a you. small leather bound book, Carl, and he opens it up and he flips through some pages and he's this this is one of my my father's journals and I think this is where he came and I can find out where he went and he shows you and. In this journal, you do see mentions of the Lathander, uh, and you see mentions of Prosperity Bay. You see it seems to be written to some degree using kind of acronyms, and it's not like encoded per se, but not contextualized is how I would describe it. Uh, And it looks to be essentially a journal of this uh, man who Jaden is saying is his father, and Sure enough, you see a map like the one that Brother Maynard drew for you, and it points to where you are. Look, my my father, I I know he came here, and he just he just disappeared. He 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 left me and my mom all alone, and I know that there's a reason for it. And if we can get into these ruins, we can find out why. I uh, lean down and show it to Nivitz. Nivitz, you're an expert researcher. Perhaps you could make heads or tails of this. Maybe he could assist me in a, um, you know, an Arcana check to see if we could decode it or uh, some sort of his check history, maybe. Yeah, make an Arcana check with um, advantage, Pippin, since Carl is helping you. All right, boss, why don't we take this crybaby back home before he gets more people killed chasing after Daddy Dearest? This is ridiculous. Now, hold on, hold on. Agatha's like, yes, I highly agree. This is absolutely ridiculous. We have to get out of here or we will be either killed by metallic wolves or eaten by basilisks. Uh, Pippin, you what you're able to tell in the brief time here and you immediately would like some more time. I can't tell you what you would like but I assume you would want some more time to look it over but you can tell that this is not complete. This appears to be like a volume and it is the notes of someone that you would say is not a seasoned researcher but someone who was on the trail of this lost ruin he references not in a encoded way but almost in a intentionally vague way things like the last waypoint 
and things like the next waypoint. And he does mention Prosperity Bay by name, but there are a very notable lack of proper nouns. But you do see that uh, whoever wrote this believes that there is a lost ruin under you, like where you are right now. And Agatha, yeah, he drags Rayburn over and squeak. This is, this is great. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm more than happy to even give you a cut for your assistance here. I highly doubt I would have been able to do this alone, but I, I'm not going to die out here. Send the kid with her, boss. If we want to go searching for treasures, kid doesn't deserve it. Jaden looks at you, Zalduin. He's kind of picked up that you seem to be the most, uh, you seem to care at least about him the most. He just locks eyes with you. He's got this big crocodile tear. says, I have to go down there. I have to. I have been looking for my father since I could walk. You have to let me stay. I've stayed alive this long, and I'm sorry for my friends, but if I go now, then there was no reason for me coming. All right, kid. Agatha, uh, if you want to take your bounty, you're free to leave. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't know if you, you're going to need to push through heavy arms here or anything like that. But for me, I, I got to stick this out. I got to see. I got to figure out what this is. Um, but if you stick around and you help out, uh, maybe, you know, we get you in on this treasure too. Does that sound some- like something that uh, entices you? Are you speaking to Agatha or to Oliver? A- Agatha. Agatha, I'm, I'm going. I'm sorry. I, I am taking this bounty and I am leaving. And it will take me a couple hours to repair this gift. But with all due respect, if you are not on it by the time it runs, I'm out of here. Fair enough, miss. You're going to do bias. Thanks for the help. And he kind of like yeah. spits on the ground in front of the kid. And just like water. Like, let's get this over with, boss. All right. Jaden just kind of sniffs, wipes his tears away. He resets this kind of resolve. He pushes his glasses back up over his nose. I, I was looking at the flight logs when we got attacked. And I think they parked the ship on top of it if we can get down to the loading bay and if we can open it i i think it's right under us all right let's get on to it he leads you uh down a couple um hallways and then down a metal staircase and then you are now in the loading area of the ship and Carl, go ahead and give me an Arcana check to work the controls on this thing and get the loading bay door open. Ooh, I got an 11. Okay. Uh, it's going, but it's going to take you a couple minutes to get this thing open. So uh, let's go ahead and take a short rest if you would like, uh, but it is going to be about an hour while Carl works this out and cleans the sand out of the gears and kind of fixes the disrepair state that it is in. Well, I think we probably should have let that robot elf go kill some basilis. I wonder if he's gonna try to come kill us now that we're waiting around down here. I doubt it. Cuckoo banana is probably looking at that tree still. Uh, what is the duration of Minor Illusion, Austin? Uh, let me go to my spell sheet and figure that out. Uh, if you'd like to spend any well, that's happening. If you'd like to spend any hit die, then go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it, it was literally one minute, so... Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, that was a, sh- a short-lived moment of peace for our friend. 
Yeah. Oh, and uh, inspiration to everybody. That was a really cool encounter, by the way. I want to make sure I'm giving out inspiration. Carl, you get the loading bay door open, and sure enough, you see a smooth stone staircase down that has been uncovered, and around it are inactive lost runes that have lost their glow. Very interesting. My visor just, like, lights up. I'm like, oh, my God, look at this. Anyone who descends the staircase here sees... Carl and Nivets make a drool check. I mean, this is the most lost architecture you've ever seen in the wild. You have seen ruins like this that have been controlled by the Artificers Guild uh, and even the church. You've seen pictures. There are ruins like this out there, but you hypothesize that this is relatively untouched and that you might be amongst the first people that have come here. The stone is unreasonably smooth. Every single block is perfect in every way. And in front of you, uh, oh, and uh, the sound from outside, the second you breach the uh, stairs, is gone. It, it smells like kind of like a brand new like cathedral if you were to walk into it. All of the sound from outside that you didn't even realize the ambience of the, the wind howling and the sand and the creaks of metal while monsters kind of shifted around out there. It's all gone. And there's just this eerie silence. In front of you, you see a large stone pedestal. And on the pedestal is a smooth stone cylinder that reaches up to the ceiling. There's no space beneath it or above it where it hits the ceiling. The ceilings are about six feet. Um, well, let's say eight feet up, and the uh, cylinder that sits on it is not a part of the pedestal. It's a different color. It looks to be metallic. Uh, and then you see a- another pedestal, a smaller pedestal, and inside of it is a basin that is filled with perfect sand. It is like like the white kind of perfect sand that you'd see at some of those like really beautiful beaches. And then in front of you on the wall... You see words in whatever is your native language. And Carl and uh, Nivets, you would know that this is how lost runes work. Uh, and everyone should have a handout that should pop up for you. Is that the case? The ruin wall? Yes. Okay. They are on the northern wall in front of the basin of sand. Okay. This large shape as well? The large shape as you stop reading the words Zaldwin and look back it is gone it is now just a stone pedestal in the ground so there is the large stone pedestal the smaller pedestal that has the basin of sand and then the ruin wall with the words on it will you describe what we saw before the the like pole that was coming down it, it sounded like you were talking about a pole like metallic pole coming down from the ceiling Yes, when you entered the room, on the first larger pedestal was a smooth stone or smooth metal cylinder that spanned from the base of the pedestal all the way to the ceiling. It was about uh, five foot diameter, it looked to be. I mean, this was a, a large cylinder. You looked at the words on the far wall and then looked back and the cylinder was gone. So the, the, for listeners at home, the words say, uh, actually, I want to make sure that the words that 
Zalduin is reading are the same that everybody else is reading. Perceiving is a psychological state. The mind that has this perceptive be part of the physical reality where that state exists or is perhaps psychology not reducible to physics despite our computer minds do all these perceptions exist simultaneously merely waiting to be observed who else will look yours says who else will yeah what'd you say at the very end who else will look mine says where else will you look mine says where else will you look Oh. Mine is also where else will you look? Hey, imposter. Attack Austin. Who else will look? Do perceiving as a psychological state, must the mind that has this pers- perspective be part of the physical reality where that state exists? Zaldwin is going to turn to Hermes and ask Hermes if it perceives something that I cannot. Looks at the wall and then reads it back to you in like a series of beeps and boops that you understand and it appears it sees uh, what you see. Who else will look? And you you guys see where else will you look? Uh-huh. Now, yes. does Jaden see anything? But Jaden, what do you see? And make yourself useful. Jaden reads back to you the same thing that you read, Carl. At the end, it says, where else will you look? Well, Zaldwin, it seems like you're the special one. Hmm. So this large line with the line coming out of it, is that present? Yes. The symbol is uh, direct is large and directly above the words. It looks like a large T. Yeah. Or wait, like half no. a T or Mine an look- F without its... Wait, 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 wait. No, wait. no, no. Mine looks what like you, a... What, what, do you, what did you say you saw? Mine looks like a T, a capital T. Damn. That's how T's T's look like, Carl. Okay, okay. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Uh, Zaldwin is going to draw what he sees. Let me just get the drawing tools. Mine looks like if you stood a peace pipe up. Tree. You need tree. Uh, uh, I have big fingers. Don't judge me. What do your big fingers have anything to do with those small servo hands that hold the pen? No. Then you have small servo hands that come out? Or were those just like jacks that went into the cons? I have those as well. Okay, so is for who who wrote in red here? Me. So is there that little space of square above the top, or does it just straight up look like a capital T? There is a little nudge at the very top. Okay. Not big. Um, probably a little bit smaller than I drew, but mine looks the same as Nivet. Ours look like a line with a little bump on the left side. Hmm. Looks like one of the characters from uh, that show that Doofenshmirtz is in. One of the two boys. Like their head. Phineas and Ferb? Phineas and Ferb, yeah. Looks like Phineas and Ferb's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's uh, one. You've been watching too much children's programming. Can't unsee. Can't unsee. <laughs> so we, we've got these four shapes. Does any of our other party members, like... NPC party members see the shapes, or is that irrelevant? Yeah, so Jaden sees uh, the same thing that you see, Zaldwin. Okay. Uh, he sees the uh, the long bar with the uh, shoot off to the right. Uh, Hermes, however, seems to see a capital T, like Carl sees. Wow, this is very strange. Intriguing, because four of us have the same wording, 
but not the same symbols. The other two have other words, and they don't even share the same symbols. Very intriguing. So for me, who else will look? Me and Jaden see this. We are the Who's. All right. We still haven't investigated the uh, the basin full of sand. Um, Zeldwin's going to go over to that and touch it, touch the sand. Yeah, so it acts exactly how you think sand would act. But after you have disturbed it, after a few moments, it settles back into just a perfect, just a perfect line, not line, but just a perfect little bowl of sand. Surface. Surface. That's a good word. And I reach down into it? Absolutely. Like, how far can I reach down into it? It's about up to your stomach. Um, so you want to reach down into it. You reach down into it, and it, it ends exactly where you think it would end uh, by looking at the basin. How and far is that? if you want to give me an investigation check on that, Zaldoin. Yeah. Um, going back to my character sheet. Break it. No, no, don't break it. So the... Uh, it is impressive in the same way that the rest of the room is. It is like perfect. It is a, you know, the basin is perfect. The pedestal is perfect. There's no, you know, er, uh, there's no chinks or dents or scuffs on it, but it does appear to just be a basin of sand. The only thing that uh, acts oddly is when you disturb the sand after a few moments, it goes back to uh, normal resets. Uh, well, Zaldwin, why don't you try drawing your symbol? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking the exact same thing. Uh, Zaldwin draws the the symbol in the sand. You draw the symbol in the sand, which yours is the uh, line with the shoot off to the left, correct? Shoot off to the right. Or to the right. After a few moments, it disappears. The sand Hmm. resets. Well, that didn't seem to do anything. Didn't hear anything. Um, Carl, would you like to try yours? I draw mine in the sand. Same thing. It, uh... You draw it, after a few moments, it resets. Very fascinating. Hmm. How tall Perhaps. is this pedestal? Uh, it, it's about up to your forehead. <laughs> hmm. You can get in there well, if you... Nibbit's is gonna walk over and just kind of, like, half-hoist himself up, and in the center, he's gonna draw Oliver's and his own little symbol. Same thing. Uh, z- can Zaldwin draw all three symbols? Yes, so you draw all three symbols, and when you do that, after an instant, the symbols glow brightly, and then a perfect door slides open where the runes were. Oh, which order were they written down in? Zaldwin can speak to that. I will tell you as the DM that the order did not matter, as long as all three symbols were drawn. Hi, runes, I'm dad. <laughs> Puzzle solved. Before going forward, Nivitz is going to take out the journal he got from uh, Jaden? Yeah. And it's going to write uh, can down I, can I have the back? Could you not draw on that? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think I kind of need, I, I should hold on to this. I'm still de- deciphering stuff, you know? perception. Kind of just um, wants his hand towards the, the general direction of Jaden's voice and just continues to doodle into it. This is Nivitz. He's one of the foremost experts on the loss. Okay. I can have it back later, right? That's, like, really important to me. Uh, I'll make sure you get it back. Don't don't you worry. Ignoring the rest of the voices, he just walks towards the neck, like the open door. I roll a 15 on perception as I enter the room. Oliver, with that perception, you glance over your shoulder and you see that the cylinder is back on the first oh. pedestal. 
the cylinder supposed to matter because it's back. What? Yeah. You all turn and look and see the metal smooth cylinder is back on the pedestal. Uh, Zaldwin will touch it. It is cool to the touch. It is very pleasing to the touch just because of how smooth it is. Um, but it is not remarkable in anything other than it appears to be solid metal. We all turn Zaldwin's like stroking things like <laughs> and the instant that any of you uh, all look away simultaneously and were to peek back it is gone again entering into this uh, second room Oliver uh, same smooth stone everywhere uh, leaning against the wall are six stone plates and they are in different sizes none of them are larger than a large dinner plate and the smallest one would be the size of, like, a coaster. There appear to be words on them. There is another large pedestal in the room, identical to the large pedestal that the cylinder was on in the first room. And then to the left of that, you see scales. Like, old-timey scales that have um, a bar goes across the top, and there are two plates where you can set things in. Uh, and there is a looking glass to the right also appears to be made out of metal but it looks to be uh, facing towards the scales ah oh. um Zaldoin will go over to the looking glass and look through it see through it it uh actually does not appear to magnify anything but you are able to look through it just fine uh is there anything remarkably different looking at the scales? No, there is nothing remarkable. Uh, the only thing you would notice is it does not appear to swivel as one would expect a looking glass to. It appears to be okay. fixated on the scales. Somebody stand in front of this and humor me and let's see if uh, you change. Or like, I don't know, hold a plate in front of it. One of those plates. What? Oliver looks in front of it and just kind of like looks back in at you. Uh, and he did nothing seems to have changed about him. Uh, what about one of the plates? The the six plates in the over at the end? Yeah, which one you want? Uh, give me the biggest one. Oliver, the words on the plate, um, the sizes vary and they vary in the order that I read the words from smallest to largest. So the smallest coaster-sized plate says good, and then evil, mind, body, light, dark. The largest plate is dark. The word dark. Which one you want? Bring me light. All right. I grab hold of the light plate and take it over. Thank you. I would need you to describe to me exactly what you're doing. So uh, the plates are lined up against the northern wall. So describe oh, to me yeah. exactly what you were doing. I will walk up to the plate that says light. I will pick it up. I will walk it here, place it down in front of his looking glass. You would have to hold it up so yeah. that it was in the line of sight? Yeah. Nothing happens. Actually, roll me a perception check, Oliver. This is a DC 20. Okay. No oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> uh, That's a 22. 22, yeah. So you walk in front of the looking glass, and when you hold it out at arm's length, so just the small amount of motion that you do to hold it out to the looking glass, it appears, it doesn't appear, it gets slightly bigger in your hands as you move it towards the looking glass while Zaldoin is looking through. Yeah. 
my this plate's getting bigger i move it towards the glass it gets i'm gonna pull it back away it gets smaller what the? this plate look at this and i'm just gonna be like <laughs> i have a kind of crazy idea um we might need quite a few extra hands but i think lining these plates up in front of the glass so that they're all equal sizes but then balancing them on either side of the scales might do a thing. Hmm, that makes sense. I don't know what you just said. They are varying sizes. Perhaps we should balance. So, yeah, Z- Zaldwin is is trying to get us to, like, like each... Zaldwin will keep looking through the glass, and then you guys line up, like, here, here, and here... And then you hold the plates in front, so they look like they're stacked on top of the scales. But they're like we we need to like reorder them so that so like um the the two medium ones that are opposites need to go. So so the smallest is good and the largest is dark. I will give this so, to you quickly, Zaldwin. When you uh, stand up from the looking glass and uh, start talking, you'll see that the shape stops changing as Oliver moves it back and forth. So it appears that the shape only changes when someone is looking through the glass. Okay. So yeah, let's make them all the same size and then balance the scales with them. Okay. You guys uh, get about to doing just that and you place the plates on the scales uh, when the perfect balance is achieved once again you hear a smooth you don't hear you see it is dead quiet you see a smooth door reveal itself and open into the next room i'll just say that i fucking love puzzles jaden's like that's so fucking cool dude oh my god that's like that's like deep too like i'm i'm like 16 and that's really deep we we had a hollow deck down at the oasis and most people just play golf with it but I played some puzzle games. I fucking love this shit, dude. You guys are so fucking cool. Oh my god. Oh my god. Heavy Arms cautiously moves at the ready into the next room. Rolls. I roll Perception 17, doing my job as the... Party punching bag? The meat shield of the group. Uh, the fun. cylinder is in this room. There is nothing in this room except for the smooth stone walls, smooth ceiling, smooth floor. There is the large pedestal, and the cylinder is in this room. And you now have a clear sight through all three doors so that one could see all three pedestals at a time if they wanted to. Your boy wants to look at all three floating cylinders. There's only one cylinder, and it is only on this third room pedestal. Maybe if we all look away. Yeah. You all look away, and Nivitz, are you looking at this pedestal down here? In the first room? Yes. Yes. Uh, You all look away, and when you look back, the cylinder is in the second room. So we, I think we need to look at all three cylinders. So how how do we make that happen? So Nivet, stop! Nivet, stop looking at the cylinder, and then look back at it so that it's not there. So everyone's looking away from the second room? Okay, yes. where are you guys look are you guys looking at any pedestal right now? I just looked away from the one with the cylinder and then looked back. 
in the first room. Zaldwin will run down here and like uh, keep an eye on on the middle pedestal. The cylinder's in the second room right now. Oh, cylinder's in the second room. Okay, but there is no cylinder in the first room, correct? There's no cylinder in the first room or the third room. It's in the second room. Okay, I'll dead eye this one, and then you guys don't look at it, and then you relook at it, and we should have all three cylinders. Okay, sounds logical. Okay, when you guys look back, it is in the third room. So Zelduin was staring at the one in the middle room, though, right? Yeah. Wait, no, 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 it didn't move because you were staring at it. So the one in the second room, I apologize, it does not move. Okay. It is still in the second room. I am so sorry. So there's not three cylinders. There's one cylinder that's moving. Hmm. Break it. Can you try touching it? What if we all look away from all the pedestal and look back at each one? Yeah, let's try that out. Uh, So I won't make you guys actually coordinate it, but you all look away from a pedestal. Uh, No one is looking at any pedestal. And then, say, on the count of three, you all look back. You each see a cylinder and your brain just has trouble perceiving of this. But these three rooms start to wrap around each other while you are in them, almost like a, a piece of paper being rolled up. And as the three rooms intersect with each other, a stairway shows itself inside of the cylinder. Inspiration to Oliver for being the one that solved the quantum puzzle. Hell yeah. What? Did it work? <laughs> Jaden, oh, that was so cool. Did you guys see that? Oh my god. How did yeah, you come out? How, how'd you do that? Uh, big, big brain energy. We got lots of big brains here. Let's, uh, let's go up these stairs. Let's, let's go get that treasure of yours. Um, you guys come down the stairs and Jaden rushes past you. You see a... Is he, like, moving to, like, run out of our reach? He is at this moment. Yeah, he seems very excited. If Oliver can, I will snatch him up with one of my massive hands. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. You stay behind us. Sorry, I'm sorry. I just... Look at that. So this room is smooth stone, just like the others. It's still eerily quiet. It's cool. This one, the roof is partially collapsed, though. And you see uh, stone, just rock, just like you would see at the floor of Prosperity Bay over where the hole in the ceiling is. And there's a large pile of rubble, and some of the stones are broken around that pile of rubble. Mm. And then there is a console uh, in the south of this room. There are lost rooms covering this thing. There is a glowing, translucent, pale orb hovering on top in the middle of the pedestal and below it where one might place like a keyboard if this was a computer there's a pale blue rune where each of you would see a handprint however your hand is shaped even you oliver see a handprint it's just massive and it just says the word begin this is strange the size of that hand how big were these lost boss well no one's 100 percent for sure Zeldin will go up and be the idiot who fucking puts his hand on it. The blue rune turns red in a stone... <laughs> Nimbus, did you take a step step back when I said it turned red? Because that was funny. No, I was just moving my character around. But I guess that 
timed out perfectly. <laughs> I did um, time perfectly. <laughs> the blue rood turns red, and a small set of like electrodes connected to a wire kind of pop out over to the side. Carl, roll history. 16. Uh, well, Nivitz, you could have rolled history too. I'll just give it to you. This is a memory lock. They are uncommon in the way that Lost Ruins are uncommon, but you have heard of these before. And the Lost, the Wanderers, they, you know, they seem chaotic in a way. They have these puzzles or they might have death traps in, in some of these ruins and they're dangerous, but they always seem to be gatekeeping in like a chaotic type of way. But you do know that on occasion there are these memory locks and they will require a specific type of memory in order to unlock. Okay. I relay that information. Um, I'm not exactly sure how that would... I'm not exactly sure how we could solve this puzzle. We have to have a specific memory. The memories of the wanderers or the lost are... They're pretty dis- you know, strange sometimes what they might require you to remember. Jaden pipes up and says, I, I, I've... I, I mean, I've read about some of this stuff. Um, can I can I see my, my father's journal? I don't know. We'll have to ask Nivitz. It's his journal. It's really not <laughs> his journal? It's, it's my... It's my journal. Um, it's my father's. It's like one of the only things I have left of him. It's pretty important to me. It's one of the most important lost artifact journals ever, and he's one of the foremost experts. I don't know. Hmm, I mean, what? we could do Is like a... Could we do like a carbon copy situation or give the boy the journal? Sure. If you want a carbon copy, I can give you one. Oh, um, okay. I can write it down. Well, I mean, I think we have to prove to it that we understand the puzzles. Hmm. Like they're well. all about like, they're all about like perspective, right? So like. Well, Oliver's the one that figured it out. Maybe we need to put his big hand on there. This is true. He did figure out that quantum puzzle. Get your big old arms up here. Do you uh, put the electrodes on, Oliver? If Carl tells me to, I do. Give it a shot. I want to see how this plays out. Okay. All right. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to come up behind him. And what do you think about? Uh, I, um, Oliver is thinking about how he knows that the lost stuff is really important to the boss, but he's angry that we have to cater to this sniveling kid to uh, do it. He doesn't think we should. He's just thinking about how we shouldn't brought this kid with us. You feel like a warmth, uh, a calm. Um, but it feels like it kind of wants to go in deeper. Deep, deep. It's rooting around, boss. Hmm. Well, I mean, unless it starts to be painful, just relax and let it take you. All right. And like Oliver, like if it's like pushing, Oliver does whatever he can to like allow it to reach deeper. It more is open and it wants to know more is how you would perceive this. Why why don't you care about this child or why do you care what Carl wants or why are you here? Carl's my only friend. Kid is entitled. Doesn't know what it is to actually loot anything. We're here to get the kid. Then we found this lost what the boss calls it tech. That's what the boss is all about. It rejects you, and the electrodes fall off. Hmm. Were you thinking about that time you solved the puzzle? No. Oh. It, uh, I don't know. It wants to know things. Hmm. Like, oh. why you're here. It doesn't say it, 
I don't know. You'd have to put it on. It doesn't seem so bad. Nivets, you've lived a long life. Uh, why don't you try? Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose I could give it a whirl. Nivets walks up and calm down and then, like, attach the electrodes. Cool. What do you think about? Hmm. Thinking about this journal, uh, the puzzle room, and then back to the journal again, and the slight annoyance at the kid. Poor kid. It again wants to know more about your annoyance with Jaden. It seems to warm up and kind of move towards that when you think about Jaden. So it wants to know more about that? Why Why are you annoyed with him? Uh, he's obsessed with this journal, the, his the personal journal, and I'm just trying to solve it. So it's a little bit annoying. Understandable, but annoying. Just let me go through the, the, the this research. It rejects you, and the electrodes fall off. Yeah. Huh. Well, that was an interesting feeling. Yeah. Do you want to try, Carl? Sure. Let's try. Well, Oliver, what what did it what did it uh feel like to you? And just wanted to know stuff and warmed oh, oh. up when I mentioned being annoyed by the kid. Oh, That's well. the only thing that happened that was noticeable, I guess. Maybe it's just kind of looks over at the kid, scratches the back of his head, and he's like, <laughs> kind of did the same thing for me. Well, I put it on, fire it up. What do you think about Carl? I think about the lost ruins and all that it implies, like, you know, who built this place and why it's here, why they went away, and just like the whole implication of their society and the grand scheme of things. It is looking for some type of emotion. It wants more. Uh, well, I think about the kid's dad and how we're here to find the kid's dad. If we can hopefully find some sort of trace of him, that would be a pretty big clue. Find yourself starting to think about why you would care about that. Well, my parents sucked, and this kid's dad seems cool. He's an adventurer. We should save him. It lingers, and you feel close, but it still wants more. Hmm. I feel like I'm getting close, but I don't know what else it could possibly want from me. Uh, Jaden pipes up, and he says, I think it's... I think it's about perspective. Think about the puzzles that we did. Like, we all saw different things, and, like, the the looking glass, and, all. like, think about something like that. Like, have some perspective, dude. Do you want me to try? Yeah, give it a shot. Jaden steps up and does the same thing, and after a few minutes, the panel turns back to blue, the electrodes fall off, and it explodes. Oh, Blue energy suddenly bursts forth from the globe on top of the panel and just rips through you. It feels warm and inviting, but it's painful at the same time. The globe sucks back in. You guys are filled with this energy. It's it's insane. For the purposes of the game, you guys are level three now. Hey. You are filled with this just massive amount. Even Jaden is filled with this energy the blue uh light sucks back into this globe and it expands and you see what looks to be a star map and it is slowly starting to rotate after a moment some scenes start to pop up but they are changing extremely rapidly you memorize these carl using your enhanced reading with your cybernetic dice i see that you cast that ability you are trying to memorize these scenes as they pop up. That is really good. Uh, and 
everyone, I'm going to use nature as navigation in general. So everyone give me a nature check. Whoa. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep. Not my best nature check. I rolled a 10. Yeah, plus 7. I've been having so many low rolls. Zaldwin is going to uh, use his inspiration on this one. You said nature? Nature, survival? Survival. No, nature. Nature for navigation. I'm going to treat nature as like the world. Ooh, good point on that fucking inspiration. 16. Great. Austin, you've studied some maps in preparation of entering the world, and this is a map to Terra, the dead homeworld of the human race. Uh, You see following the map that it is leading to Terra from Prosperity Bay and then you see it going backwards but you cannot make out what the stop so to speak if we were describing this it would be a line with a variety of points on it and you appear to be on the third point and the next point appears to be Terra and you all know that Terra has died its sun went out Souls dead. Yeah, millions of people died getting off the planet, but that appears to be, if this was a map, that appears to be the next stop. As you are looking over this, you hear a blood-curdling scream from behind you. Being on my heels. Anyone that looks would see a ghostly figure apparate in front of the pile of rubble as if it is coming out of it. It screams... I mean, it it is, the silence is just broken in such a massive way. This is not your path. And she rushes past you and with a massive greatsword smashes into the pedestal and breaks it. As she is coming towards you, you see it is a angelic creature. There are feathery wings that are sprouting out from her back. It appears to be a woman, and she appears to be wearing a lab coat and glasses. She has kind of sharp features, and she has hair that is like kind of in a bun with a pencil sticking out of it. But as she rushes past you, you see at her back is another face, not the back of her as you would expect. It is her, but her hair is down and looks straggly. She looks panicked. Uh, She has skeletal wings sprouting out when she is facing um, facing the other way. And she smashes this pedestal and whirls to face you. And a bright light shines out from her. And everyone needs to make a check here. Everyone needs to make a DC 12 constitution saving throw. Oof. Should have used inspiration. What is it? What save is it? DC 12 constitution saving throw. Oliver, you lift your uh, arms up and are able to shield your face from the light. And everyone roll initiative, and then we will pause so you guys can level up your characters quickly. Actually, everyone roll initiative, and we will end our episode here. All right. I like the way you uh, painted the scene last time, Oliver. Do you want to? Yeah, as was, especially with that initiative roll that I just rolled again. Um, so yeah, with the constitution and with the initiative as she turns to face and I see my friends are on the other side of me instead of being behind me where they belong his arms begin to shift and turn into what seems like a massive wall of steel and thrusters boost as he gets ready to launch himself 
at this whatever this thing is and prepares to become a shield wall for Carl if he is able. Perfect. All right. So uh, level three for next session, you are all filled with energy from this uh, pedestal here. Uh, and we will get right into facing whatever this thing is next time on the homebrew. Oh, yeah. Pretty dope. Oh, yeah. Pretty dope. Woo. Oliver coming in clutch with that uh, with that puzzle. I was... <laughs> it's like, it was like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. No, that was cool. Zaldo was solving them all. And then Oliver just came right in, got it done. All right. Well, um, I appreciate you guys in a huge way. I appreciate everyone who's listened so far. Uh, we got into this knowing that we had some learning and improving to do. And it is happening. And we're just going to keep getting better. And really excited to have everyone on the journey. Please check out uh, thehomebrewpodcast.com. And we'll be able to see all of our links and follow us and hang out. Uh, you can shoot us an email and let us know what you think. Or you can even join our Discord, which is public. But check us out. Leave us a review on uh, iTunes or the Apple Store. And make sure you follow us on social media. And we will see you in two weeks for episode three. Goodbye. 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 Bye.